This is the message from Connection Community Church for the week of January 24th, 2010. God is more. Okay, so does the name Arthur Schiff ring a bell with anybody? Arthur Schiff? How about the name Ron Papel? Ah. So you, uh, oh. you might not know the names, some of you may, but you know their work. Both Arthur and Ron were originators and innovators with television infomercials. Arthur Schiff put the name, he, he woke up in the middle of this night with this name because he was trying to figure out how to sell some just ordinary knives. And in the middle of the night, he came up with the name Ginsu. Maybe you've heard of the Ginsu knife set. And, and the other guy, Ron, well, he, uh, he sold items such as the Vegematic, the Pocket Fisherman, and uh, most recently the Showtime Rotisserie, which, by the way, is the all-time best-selling infomercial product with nearly $1 billion in sales. $1 billion of those babies are out there. Now, why do I bring up these names this morning? Well, because both of these men are credited with coining the phrase, but wait, there's There's more. more. But wait, there's more. Well, we, Alan and I, we don't think that either of these guys were really the ones who were responsible for this idea. If you spend any time at all in the scriptures, any time at all reading in the Bible, you will realize that the one who is the originator of, but wait, there's more, was none other than God, than God himself. In fact, God just doesn't tell us that there's more. We come to find out that God is more. God is more. That's the focus of this morning. God is more. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we do thank you for today and for wooing us here and for all the blessings. Lord, open us up so that we might walk away realizing how big you are. We pray this in your really big, awesome, magnificent name. And all of Connection Church said, amen. Amen. So before Carrie and I began classes at uh, at Wesley Seminary in Washington, D.C., we were were told what a liberal, liberal institution it was. And I don't know, it made me actually turn out to not be quite as liberal as everybody said, but before I went there, it made me a little nervous. I wondered, were they going to try to brainwash me? Are they going to try to make me see things differently or not be allowed to think like I thought? And, and then I came to the conclusion that if I, if I went to seminary for four years and came out at the end thinking exactly the way I had been thinking when I went in, that's kind of a waste of four years, isn't it? And so, so I, 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 I figured one of two things. I'd, I'd go and I'd see things a little differently, 
Or if I saw them the same, at least I would know deep down why. I would have really explored it and understood why I saw things as I did. Well, the truth was, after four years, I did see things uh, a bit differently than I had when I started. And uh, there were some significant changes. And the most significant change was my understanding of who God is. When, when I finished, by the time I finished my degree at Wesley Seminary, I realized that God was a whole lot bigger than the God that I had went in there with. When I got finished, I realized when I left that God was a whole lot more. God is more. God is more. I remember when I was growing up, I, I did grow up in the church, and there's this song that we used to sing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Anybody ever heard that? Yeah. So... It's a really fun song, but it's a reminder, it's a reminder that God is big, I mean, he's got the whole world in his hands, and the truth is, that bigness of God, God is able to put the whole world in his hands. Last summer, we were doing this series, God Is, we were participating with some other churches who had put these messages online, and they're still there. So I went the other day to, to look at a couple of these messages, God is, and, and there was one message, I can't remember who the preacher was, but he, a good, good, good message he brought, but the title was, God is 2XL. God is 2XL, and I thought, wow, that's kind of a catchy title. Maybe I'll borrow it for this morning's <laughs> message. You know, pastors borrow things all the time. And, and then I got to thinking, 2XL. Well, hey, I'm 2XL. I mean, it's kind of big, but I mean, with, 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 with God, if I'm 2XL, God's got to be a whole lot bigger than that. Maybe 10XL. What about 10XL? Now, that, now, that's pretty big. Now, that's more God-sized, 10XL. But 10XL still doesn't capture God at all because God is bigger than even 10XL. And besides that, it isn't the size of God that we're talking about. God isn't just bigger than 10XL. God is more than 10XL. God is more than 10XL. In fact, God is more than anything that we could ever think of. When we think of God, we need to be thinking this. But wait, there's more. Go back to Genesis. I, I, I love Genesis. It's probably my favorite Old, Old Testament book. And, and go back to chapters 1 and 2, you know, the, the creation. And, and, and there in chapter 2, or the, the, we get to the end there, and God's just about finished. He separated the light from the darkness, the land from the water. He's, he's created the sun, moon, and the stars, the plants and the trees, the birds and the bees. He's, he's got creatures in the water. He's got creatures on the land. And, and then there's Adam. And, and gosh, Adam gets... The, a job of getting to name everything. I can't imagine how long that took, but he gets to name everything, and, and yet something is missing, we're told. Something is missing. Adam is all alone, and according to Scripture, no suitable helper was found for Adam. And, and that's the moment. Now, you won't see it in Scripture. It's not written out, but, but that's the moment, I think, where ba- God basically said, not in so many words, but God basically says, in his own special way, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And so Adam waited, and there was more. And, you know, God takes a rib, and, and, and he creates this partner for Adam, and, 
And when Adam sees her, basically he says, again, this is not this even is a paraphrase. This is an Alanism. But basically he says, I'm glad I waited. There was certainly more, you know? Yeah. Abraham. When Abraham was 75, God promised that his offspring would be more numerous than the stars in the sky. Well, at 99, his wife still hadn't been able to have children. But that year, the Lord came to Abraham and in effect said, but wait, there's more. And the next year, when Abraham was 100 and Sarah was 90, they had their first child, a son. His name was Isaac. There certainly was more. How about when um, God tells Samuel to go to the house of Jesse to find the next king of Israel? And, 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 and Jesse brought in, he, uh, Samuel tells Jesse to bring in his boys. And so he brings in seven of his eight sons, and one by one they pass before Samuel, and one by one God says, he's not the one. And after all seven are passed, finally Samuel says, is, is that it? Is that it to, to Jesse? And Jesse said, well, there's the little guy, I mean, he, the, the last one. He's out there in the field watching the sheep. Um, and, and basically, when, when, he, when he said, is that the last one, you can almost hear, if you listen real close, God saying, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And they bring the little guy in. And, and, and God says, Samuel, he's the one. And they anoint him, his name, David. And once again, there was a whole lot more. Mm. Over and over and over again in the Bible, we find God saying, but wait, there's more. I'm not finished yet. There's more to do. It's never over till it's over. But wait, there's more. A few months ago, we talked about Jonah. Jonah was thrown overboard, and God said, but wait, there's more. And, and a big fish swallowed Jonah up and, and then spit him out on the beach, and it gave Jonah the opportunity to go where God wanted him to go in the first place. But wait, there's more. And there was so much more for Jonah. You know, Jesus' ministry was absolutely filled with, but wait, there's more moments. Uh, One of my favorite stories um, uh, of of Jesus' ministry takes place where he, he comes upon a funeral procession. It's in a little town called Nain, N-A-I-N. And there's a widow. She already lost her husband. And there she is in the funeral procession with her only son in the casket. So she's basically lost everything, her husband previously and now her son. And and Jesus says to the woman, don't cry. And here again, he doesn't say it, but if you listen real close, he's whispering, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And, and, and Jesus, uh, he says, he, he tells the young man who died to get up <laughs> as he touches the casket. And the casket opens and the young man gets up. Boy, now that's some more, isn't it? 
That's definitely some more. <laughs> yeah. How about the day when Jesus looked up in that sycamore tree and found Zacchaeus, who was a wee little man, another song that I learned growing up, and he said to Zacchaeus, you come down, because Jesus was going to ha- pay a visit to Zacchaeus's home. Really what he was saying as well, but wait, there's more. And Zacchaeus found out how much more. Because he found new life. He found salvation in a Savior, Jesus Christ. One of the, probably I'd say most well-known examples of a but wait, there's more moments in Jesus' ministry was, was, it took place after he'd been teaching to a very large crowd one day, and they were hungry and needed food. And we're told the crowd uh, was 5,000 men. So we don't know how, actually how big it was because I'm sure there were women and children, but there were just 5,000 just men there. And, 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 and Jesus tells the disciples to, to feed this crowd. And the disciples look at him like he's crazy, I'm sure. They say eight months' wages wouldn't be enough money to feed this crowd, Jesus. Come on. Jeez. And, and and then, and then Andrew, Peter's younger brother, says, well, there's this little kid. He, he brought us five loaves and two fishes. Maybe some of you know the story. And, and then, of course, they said, but how far is that going to go? How far is that going to go? And then Jesus tells them to have the people sit down. Now, they didn't hear it. But if you listen real close, you can hear Jesus saying, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And, and so he gives thanks over these five little loaves and fishes and proceeds to distribute food to those who were seated. And Scripture tells us that they ate as much as they wanted the whole crowd that was seated there. Wow. You know, the, the really incredible part of this story is not only was there more, But there was more than more, (laughs) more than more, because after everyone had their fill, Jesus told the disciples to go out and collect all the leftovers so not to waste anything. And they proceeded to fill 12 baskets with leftovers, 12 baskets of leftovers. You see, God doesn't provide just enough more. He provides the abundance of more, more than more. And that is because God is more. Say it with me. God is more. God created you. God created me. It is a God who is more. I think the greatest expression uh, of what we're talking about this morning uh, was when Jesus was taken before Pilate. And he was sentenced, and he was stripped and beaten and then hung on a cross to die. And then he was taken down, laid in a borrowed tomb. You know, most of the people there that day, they figured it was over as they walked away. They, they, they thought it was the end. They thought that Jesus was dead and gone, end of story. But you know, once again, this God we celebrate this morning, this, this God who created us, 
God that day said loud and clear, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. And you know, three days later, Jesus overcame death, rose triumphant from the grave, and showed the world, yes, there's more. In fact, what he showed us was God is more. Can you say that with me? God God is more. Well, what about you? What about your life? Is there something where you've just given up? Where you've given up or you're about to? Is there something that you figure is beyond God's grip? Beyond God's power? Beyond God's control? Beyond God's care? Is there something going on in your life where you just figure that you're not so sure that God can take care of it? And maybe you've come to the conclusion, well, that's it. That's it. Nothing else can be done. If that's where you are, or if that's where you've been and and you're still kind of muddling around in that place, Listen really close. Listen really close. And in fact, I want for all of us right now, all of us, to just close your eyes. Close your eyes. When we're in those spots where we're just not sure that God can take care of it, Lord, Lord, help us. Help us hear your whisper. But wait, there's more. I'm not finished. And you're not finished either. There's more. God whispers to you and to me, there's more. Because I'm more. I'm more. Okay, open your eyes. But wait, there's more because God is more. Think of the most caring person you know in the world, not Jesus for now, but other than Jesus, the most caring person that you know in the world, God is more caring. Think of the most thoughtful person that you know in the world, God is more thoughtful. Think of of the most giving person that you absolutely, most giving person you know in the world, God is more giving. Think of the most sacrificing person that you know, God is more sacrificing. Think of the most forgiving person that you've ever met. God is more forgiving. Think of the person who is able to forget your shortcomings. God is more forgetting. Think of of the tenderest, the most compassionate, the most honoring, the most loving person you know in the world. God is more. See, God is more. Our challenge with this idea that God is more. Our challenge is this. God is so much more that we have trouble even beginning to fathom just how much more God is. On the flip side, think about the most difficult thing that you've ever had to deal with or that you might be dealing with it right now. God is more than able, more than able to help you deal with Whatever, whatever it is, 
God is more than able to help you deal with that relationship that might be in the balance. God is more than able. Think about the worst thing that you've ever done, the thing that you don't want anybody else to know about. Well, God already knows. And God is more than willing to forgive and forget. And God just wants you to understand that he is more and can carry whatever, whatever it is. God is more than you could ever imagine. No matter how big the hurt, God is more. No matter how bad the pain, God is more. No matter how much we mess up, and that can be pretty big at times, but no matter how much we mess up, God is more. No matter even how far we distance ourselves from God's self, God is more. In Philippians 4.13, the Apostle Paul says, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In effect, what God is saying, I can be more because Christ is more. I can be more because God is more. You know, we say here, with God, all things are possible. possible. Say, all things are possible, and that's because God is more. God is more than whatever is weighing you down today. God is, is more than that. God is more than whatever is getting in your way of connecting with Jesus and the life he offers. God is more. And so, why not take time today before you leave? Take time today to lean into that. Lean into the moreness of God. God wants you to know that God is more. As we said earlier, God's ultimate expression of his Moreness was in the person of Jesus Christ. And maybe you have a relationship with Christ, but maybe there's some distance there, or maybe you're forgetting just how much more that that can be. Take some time here at the end. At your seat, up here at the steps, or in the back corner, someone would be glad to pray with you. Just take some time. You know how we listen early. Maybe it's just a listening time. God, show me there's more. Or, or maybe you don't, you haven't really connected with that expression of more that God has given us, the person of Jesus. Maybe there just hasn't been a connection. Maybe today's the day to say, God, I want to participate in this more that you've offered me. I, I would really, I, I need more in my life. And maybe for you, the more is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe today's the day to say, God, give me more. Again, you can do that at your seat. You can do that up here at the steps or if You'd like to have somebody walk you through that. Uh, There are people back there just waiting to pray with you to talk to you about the more that God has to offer in the person of Jesus. God is more. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Holy God, wow. Sometimes it's hard for us to fathom because you're so much more, but but you are. And uh, please help us to look to you and to realize that no matter where we are, you're more. No matter how big our problems, you're more. No matter how much we hurt, you're more. No matter 
no matter what it is in our life, you are so more that you can walk with us and you can handle it. Please help us to get glimpses of how much more you are through your Son, Jesus Christ, and in the power of your Holy Spirit. All Connections Church said, Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking part in sharing the message for this week. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also reach our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.